Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So was Nostra Thomas right about the Bucks Saints game? I can't remember. It may have been. What happened to Drew Brees, and should Sean Payton have cut ties with his veteran quarterback maybe a year sooner? We're talking about the Bucks in the NFC Championship game against the Packers, and the Hall of Fame committee met virtually Tuesday to pick the class of 2021. It won't be revealed until the eve of the Super Bowl. How did the presentations for John Lynch and Rondi Barber go? We'll discuss all that and more with Tom Jones, my former radio partner, longtime columnist of the Tampa Bay Times, now with the Pointer Institute on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick, and a couple of uh, rather minor transactions, I guess, by the Bucks uh, on uh, Tuesday. They signed uh, uh, Dion Buchanan from the practice squad, and then Jack Cici, who broke his arm. The guy's been hurt every time. So many different injuries from Wisconsin. He goes on the IR. And then Ken John Varner, uh, their kick returner, has been designated uh, for return from the IR, much like Vita Vea has. So we'll see if they'll get him back uh, for this game or maybe down the road. So there's your news or transactions of the day, at least for the Bucks. Also, uh, you know, this was the first meeting of the Hall of Fame, Pro Football Hall of Fame Selection Committee that was virtual. Typically they do the meeting early on Saturday morning on the eve of the Super Bowl when everybody's dog-tired and it lasts about nine hours or so. Um, and you whittle the, the finalist field of 15 to 10, and then you go to five, um, and then the class, you know, is notified. And they're usually, you know, on the eve of the Super Bowl, when you do this, they, they roll them out to NFL honors and everybody, you know, meets the class of 2021. A little different this year. Um, they had the, the presentations and the voting uh, on Tuesday and only um, – you know, the head of the Hall of Fame actually knows the results of that. We, you know, uh, they, they whittled it to 10 and then the final five, nobody really will know until David Baker of the Hall of Fame um, committee, you know, makes people aware. And I don't know if this will be, typically it's a, a program on NFL honors. That's going to be a different type of cheap TV show this year. So I don't know if those guys will be involved. Um, but interesting, uh, you know, because you had Ronnie Barber and John Lynch uh, as finalists uh, for the first time. And Ira Kaufman, uh, you know, who used to be at the Tampa Tribune, he's the presenter for both of them. What I heard about Lynch encouraged me, and that is that the debate, which is the combination of the presentation by Ira and then other people speaking up either on behalf of John or against him, the debate for Lynch lasted about 33 minutes, which is a really good time. Um, you know, I used to think, you know, some obviously somebody stepped up to the mic and said, you know, Peyton Manning, and that was enough. Um, but in the, in the case of, uh, you know, Lynch and, uh, and or Barber, but particularly Lynch, since this is his eighth straight year as a finalist, the fact they went over 30 minutes discussing it, I think is a, is a pretty good sign. Doesn't guarantee you anything, but still a pretty good sign. Well, you hope with the Super Bowl in Tampa this year that one oh, yeah. of them get in. I don't think, I don't think you're going to get both in both playing defensive back, granted one safety, one corner, but I don't think you'll get both in one year. I think there's no. two locks for sure this year. And Peyton Manning and Charles Woodson, and you've got others like Calvin Johnson and and some others that 
you know, Jared Allen that some think are locks, others don't. Richard Seymour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but you're hoping with Lynch, what eight time finalist? Yeah. Um, in Tampa, I mean, we talked about this last year that you know yeah, maybe it was a maybe storyline last year his team was in mm-hmm. in the in the Super Bowl. Yeah, but maybe they were waiting till it was in Tampa next year, and and you know not that that's the way the committee should do things, but when yeah. you're only allowed to put five in a year. And, right. you know, many times there's more than five deserving candidates. Right. You know, you have to kind of pick. So your hope is Lynch this year gets in. I mean, Barber could too, but, you know, I, I think I think at this point the longer Lynch doesn't get in, the harder it is for him to get in. Well, he's the only guy that's been there that, that many years that, that didn't make the Hall of Fame. He would he would make history. I don't know why you want to make a, a suffering example out of him, but it may, it may well come down to that. You're right about Peyton Manning as a first ballot, Charles Woodson as well. Where it gets a little tricky, though, is with Calvin Johnson. I don't know that there's a consensus that he's a first ballot guy. He didn't play a long time. Obviously, has Hall of Fame skills. will go into the Hall of Fame, but they kind of, for whatever reason, they sort of reserve that first ballot status for you know people that you just say Peyton Manning. And they go, oh yeah, he's a first ballot. He's you know he's a Hall of Famer. Some other guys in the room though that could affect John, uh, in addition to you know to Manning and Woodson are guys like Richard Seymour. Um, then, then you you're probably going to get an offensive tackle or an offensive guard because they've had a log jam of offensive linemen. You've got Tony Baselli there. You've got Baselli's one of them, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, guy from Pittsburgh. So there's a number of guys at that position. And then, and I hated this, but Leroy Butler's in there, the Green Bay Packers safety. Mm-hmm. And I heard his presentation, which was very impressive. And you know, as he advances through this thing, you know, again, so many safeties over the last few years have gone in, sometimes multiple, but I just don't know how inclined they would be with a class like that that they're staring at. So, you know, I got the fingers crossed, but we're not going to know until the eve of the Super Bowl um, when they start knocking on doors and telling people to come to the TV show. So, wish them luck. Wish them both luck, and they're both deserving. And, and uh, I think in time, you know, they'll uh, they'll move through the process and hopefully – Hopefully get the gold jacket. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Okay, Tom Jones joins us now. Tom, I was going to laud you for being Nostradamus, and then you reminded me that you did not pick the Tampa Bay Bucks to beat the New Orleans Saints. Um, I was going to lie, but I, I'm sure that our listeners would have remembered Yeah, for sure. They probably would have. I don't know. Listen, I, I, I did not think they would win. Um, I thought the the five game you know losing streak to them. I thought they were a little in their heads, and and I thought that the Saints knew they were a better football team. What I didn't count on, however, was the fact that Drew Brees, man, he got old overnight, huh? Wow, like really quick. <laughs> that's you know, like, you see that that's video, like Tom Hanks and Big when you go to bed. <laughs> Except he woke that, up. That video of the uh, of, yeah. of him and Brady after the game shaking hands and everything and, and oh we can talk about that yeah, but, well, well, when, when when Breeze when when Brady threw that ball to Bre- to Breeze's kid in the corner of the end zone he had to throw it because Breeze couldn't reach it that, <laughs> that far I'm telling you 
Oh no! It was that's so. That's it was. Bad. I'm telling you, Rick. It was. And I wonder if the Bucks too, like Todd Bowles. I think finally it finally dawned on somebody early in the third <laughs> right? quarter. But they're like, "Hey, I don't think he can throw the ball more than like ten yards down the field." <laughs> oh. Let's like, how about let's we bring everybody up? You know, it was crazy. I, you know, Rick. I I know he's old. I know he was. Be- maybe he's more beat up than we know. He's both. He's got the he could, he stopped throwing the ball down the field probably a year or two ago. Right. But then with the ribs, I think he was even less apt to you know really hang in there and torque it you know very right. far. Yeah, he just couldn't let it rip. And you're right, Rick. I, I'm with you. I, I thought the Bucks, I thought the Bucks would play better than they did in the previous two games. I almost throw out that first game opener of the year. Yeah, yeah. And then the other one, but the other one was kind of like, what, what excuse do we make for that? What one? the hell happened got, there? Yeah, they got their hats handed to them in that game. But mm-hmm. this one, I thought they would play better, but I still thought the Saints were a little bit better. Now, I tell you where they got helped out. I think Taysom Hill missing the game helped out yes, a little bit. I, do too. I mean, that's four or five plays. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, I mean, something's up with Michael Thomas, right? I mean, he he's hurt. He's going to go undergo surgery. Yeah, he he by rights probably shouldn't have been playing in any games. You know, they shut him down. He got hurt in the first Bucks game, right? The very first one, um, not the one in Tampa, and he missed almost all the season. I think him and Breeze going into that game and played at twelve quarters together total, mm-hmm. and um, so he he was just kind of out there. Now, I don't want to take anything away from. Carlton Davis, you know, they had four targets and, and zero catches and all that. Um, and they were pretty physical with them. And, of course, Sean Murphy Bunting had the one interception when they were throwing to him. Um, but, yeah, that was a, that was a, it was definitely a, a beat-up Saints team. Um, but they still had Camara. They still had, you no, know. No, I'm not t- – yeah, I don't want to take anything away from the Bucks because I'll be honest with you, Rick, I didn't think the Bucks were that great. I didn't think – I thought they played okay. I thought they were a little sloppy. Their defense won the game, right? Yeah, I mean, they, but they even on defense they were sloppy. They dropped a couple of interceptions. They had some bad, you know, some some holding penalties that were kind of unnecessary, just kind of sloppy stuff. They caught three of them, Tom. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. They could have caught five or six. Well, yeah, um, but I mean, you know, you know, what I'm talking about they they extended some drives with some bad penalties. They completely mm-hmm. blew the coverage on the Jameis play. Yeah, that was um, that I mean, was a play that he stole from the Chicago Bears the week before. You would think that if you saw that play on the film going against this, the the uh, um, the Saints, right? Right. That you would recognize it if the Saints tried to run it. But anyway, when Jameis what? Winston comes in the game, note note to defensive coordinator: <laughs> call timeout if your guys don't know what's going on, because I'm pretty sure he's not playing wide receiver. And, exactly. And four guys went after Kamara handed the ball, you know, and then they tossed it to Jameis. Four guys went with Kamara. Four. <laughs> I mean, it was. Well, they insane. had him covered. He was oh, covered. Yeah. Hey, oh, he, he wasn't going there with it. But it was almost what it, like you almost. It's. I know people are making fun of it now because you look back after you see what happened. But it's. But at, not many people were saying it beforehand. But you almost feel like saying like you realize he's the only guy on the team that can throw the ball down the field. Like they have <laughs> that's to be it. A, a shot here because Breeze can't do it, and Taysom Hill's not in the game, and that's it. But I mean, my overall point though, Rick, is I, I thought the Bucks were, were kind of sloppy. They were inconsistent at times. They made some splash plays, and they and they were in charge of that game. I mean, ultimately, that game they were the better team at the end of the day, and they still had another couple levels to go. I thought. You know, I I didn't think it was there. They didn't they didn't they didn't give an A plus performance. It was about a B plus. Yeah, and, and that's all still they needed. Won. You know? Well, the turnovers was the thing, and Absolutely. and you know, I mean, uh, Brady, you know, threw for one ninety nine, which isn't a lot of yards, but I'll say this: he converted touchdowns for the most part when they got those short fields, um, and that was that was really the difference, you know. And he had some guys 
Now I keep seeing these, you know, whenever they need somebody to make a play, third and 11, like Tyler Johnson. I oh, mean, my like, gosh, what a catch. Oh, and, and, you know, that's only his 12th catch of the year, Tom. I mean, you had more than the first half of the turkey bowl with me throwing the ball. <laughs> did you Did you see, and you, I'm sure you saw your boy Warren Sapp uh, saying that was the best Johnson ever in, a, in Tampa Bay. Now, I don't know if that was a shot at Keyshawn. I don't know if it was a shot at Brad. The best Johnson receiver because Brad played. Well, Brad, and well, I'm not even sure he's the best Tyler Johnson in Tampa Bay. Well, I wouldn't have definitively not. Yeah, <laughs> but I, but I don't. I mean, every, I, I think Sap was just screwing. I think around. he was tweaking Keyshawn. Yeah, yeah, but it for was some reason. You're right. I mean, Rick, when you the other thing about Brady and I and I did mention this. The one thing I said on the podcast with my captain captain obvious analysis was whoever throws the ball to the other team more than the other guy is going to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's but it did. It turned out that was the case because. Brady, I think I saw a stat, and somebody was mentioned this on one of the ESPN shows, that I think he was one for five on deep balls the other day. But the four misses were like actually good misses. Like he mm-hmm. didn't he didn't throw the ball to the other team. No, like the incompletions he, he's known for were that. incompletions. Yeah, he's known for missing, uh, just missing. He's like, you know, it's like Greg Maddox in that sense. You know, when he misses, he misses off the plate wide, and, you know, you don't, the guys, if he swings at it, he's not going to hit it anywhere. Right, um, he doesn't he, miss down the middle. Right, right, exactly. He does. He put. He keeps the ball out of harm's way. You might not catch it, but the other guy sure as hell ain't going to catch it. Right. Um, but he missed Gronkowski one time when you had him open. Um, Godwin almost made an unbelievable catch. Right, couldn't hang on. So he had some opportunities to make. wasn't, wasn't Brady's best game. They only sacked him one time, though, Tom, and that was the key, you know. And they ran the ball like they ran it and ran it, and like both those running backs had over sixty yards. Um, and they both they both brought their own you know thunder and lightning to a sort of aspect. I thought the, the game. running game looked great. It yeah, looked and, great. And, and you know I, I think there's yards. some positive signs there. But look, to go in, I know there were no fans or very few fans, but to go in there after having lost five in a row. Here's the thing I wanted to ask you. So, you know, this decision was made. I, I covered Breeze. I covered him. I went over to the Pro Bowl last year in Orlando when you know before time stopped. And this was in January or February, I guess. Um, yeah, it would have been, well, early, late January. Would have been next week, a year ago next week. Yeah, yeah. And um, Breeze was there. And it looked for all the world. Have you ever covered players where they're at the end, of the, you know, they're at the end, right? Mm-hmm. And and they've got older children because they're damn near 40, or in this case right. he was. Um, and you just kind of watch them sort of around – you you see them smell the roses literally yeah. like yeah. if there was a rose they would smell it but you see them taking more time with fans uh, you know spending more time with the family on the taking pictures that's always a big one for me yeah 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 Do, have you ever witnessed that with with uh, the players to play, not exactly that's that like where you said where you said you know what this is definitely his last year or he's definitely smelling the roses a little here I remember when I covered the Tampa Bay Lightning the year after they won the cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they had, the, you know, they had the lockout year, and so they missed a year. And then they came back the next year. And I remember being on the road, and running, and I was in a bar early at night. It wasn't like an out of hand, you know. And I ran into Dave Andrzejczyk, and he had he'd come from dinner. I think he stopped by with a, with another teammate. I can't remember who. Just to just for a quick beer. And yeah. He wasn't really playing at that. And I remember thinking that night, like, I don't think he's going to play much longer. I think this is a. I think it might be his last season, but. And then, like three days later, he retired in the middle of the season. And I, I remember thinking back wow. to that night, and there was nothing. I just it was the way he was. 
Maybe you should have had a drink with him and talked him out of it. I know. Well, <laughs> it was just one of those. Th- so what do you think happened, Rick? Okay, so you saw Drew Brees. So last I saw year. him, and, and what the story is, and it, I, this, this this sounds about right to me. I really think he was going to leave after last year. I think he, you know, I think he kind of figured that he'd given all he could give, and he had this deal brewing with NBC. And, um, you know, hell, if you <laughs> look what Tony Romo makes these days, right? So the money's good. But um, I think he had a number of teammates there at the at the Pro Bowl. And I think they talked him into, hey, one more time. we get, Let's do this. Let's try this one more time. If you come back, we got a really good shot, you know? Right. And I think they kind of – I don't know if they talked him into it, but you know – and you know this was pro athletes. Like once you put the keys on the table, you can't pick them back up. I mean, Gronk did, right, which was weird. That, But what he did almost never happens. First of all, no one usually wants you. They're, you're retired for a reason. Right. Uh, and secondly, mentally – when you say you're done or you're thinking about being done, you're done. You know, it's it's the off-season commitment. It's trying, you know, in age 41, it's trying, you know, people don't see what, you know, Brady's greatness is in his preparation. Brady's Brady's greatness is in, in, in his self-sacrifice, you know. Like, it's right. hard for me to go a day without drinking a Coke, right? Right. right. I mean, like, I like, if I, if I go, you know what, I'm going to, I'm, today I'm not going to drink a Coke. It's like, whoa. You know, you, you, you really, you're really, you know, you're busting it now. Um, but with these guys, you know, the nutrition and of course TB12 and all that's a different level altogether. But, you know, at 41, I mean, the, the, the things you have to not do or can't do in, in the training and the extra training, you can't stop because if you stop at 41, like as soon as the season is over, you can't give yourself more than a couple of days. You have to stay in shape. You can't get in shape. Right. You know? So I I don't think I just think it gets harder and harder and of course in Breeze's case he had the bad shoulder that most you know his doctors said that they you know one out of a hundred guys maybe make it back and he was that one, um, but that arm's got a lot of miles in it man <laughs> a lot of miles. I mean it's easy to look back now. Somebody was also was I I wish I could remember who said it but I don't but it was somebody on one of the shows and and they their suggestion was if Belichick had been coaching the Saints. Breeze either wouldn't have come back, <laughs> or, um, or he or he wouldn't have played the last after the rib injury. Basically, right. the point is he really didn't give them their best chance to win. He didn't, and that's what I was going to ask you. So, did Sean Payton screw this up? In other words, how do you bench the guy that meant everything, not just to New Orleans but to your whole career? Okay, how yeah. many coaches get to coach in one place since '06? You know, and and Sean will admit to you. He goes, "Look, I got lucky. I come to New Orleans." Drew Brees becomes a free agent. We sign him, and the rest is history, right? Right. Belichick could say that about Brady. Um, so, you know, I, there's a loyalty factor there. You know, and the guy did come back. You allowed him to come back. But the rib thing probably made it just even worse. And you just wonder, like, is, is Peyton's responsibility to the great story of Drew Brees' last season and give him one more shot, you know, let's win one for the Gipper, or – does he say, I got one guy that can throw the football, and his name is Jameis Winston? Boy, that would be a tough one to sell. I mean, he had, the guy hasn't played all year, really, uh, Jameis Winston, and all of a sudden you're going to put him in in the end. What's the other champ? guy can't throw at all? I know, and I know that. And, and that's why they lost, right. quite frankly. No, it is. And I, they, I don't know that they win with Jameis because maybe Jameis throws five. Maybe not, but they got to defend more grass, more blades of grass. Yeah, and maybe that means more room for Alvin Kamara and all that. 
it it could it very well could be. I I, I agree that Jameis would have given them a better chance than Drew Brees. I don't. Let me ask you this, Rick. Could it be that that Sean Payton doesn't see it? Is he? Are him and Brees so tight that he still thinks Ah, Drew can do it. He can pull. He can pull out the magic one more time for us. Uh, maybe could that I think have happened? he sees. I think he sees it. I think he's in a no-win situation. I just yeah, don't I think he could be the guy that that after Breeze comes. I think you make that decision in September. You know that he's our guy, and if he can go, whatever that circumstance is, he's our guy. We're going to ride him, and if that means, you know, we go fourteen and two or thirteen and three and bomb out in the first round, then so be it. But we're making that decision in September, not. But I do think there were obviously some big mitigating circumstances again. You know, Jameis throws interceptions too. Breeze threw three. I don't know how many more Jameis would have thrown. And obviously, when you get to that point, you're not going to put in Jameis Winston. But the the reality is, is that Sean Payton, over the last two years, the guy went eight and one with a with a quarterback not named Drew Breeze. Right. Yeah. So what does that tell you about their football team? It's no, pretty it's a, good. It's a pretty good football team for sure. Yeah. And and maybe and I'm with you. I mean, maybe. He, you know, it all snuck up on him, too, that, I mean, you would think, okay, with with Drew Brees and if we can get Taysom Hill in there for five or six plays and he can throw a couple, uh, and maybe you don't – obviously you don't anticipate – You didn't want there. Taysom Hill to fall out, yeah. Yeah, so I, I agree with you. I, I don't think Drew – I don't think Sean Payton had much of a choice here. I, I think you mm-hmm. have to ride it out with Drew Brees. But you're absolutely right. Jameis would have given them the better chance to win. And, I, and when I'm, we're not just saying that because he threw a touchdown pass. Right. But – well, he was the only guy left on the bench that could throw the ball more than twenty-five yards. You know, yeah, it was. You know, we talked about uh, the Steelers a few weeks ago and how Ben Roethlisberger just looks ninety-seven years old. Well, same thing. I mean, Drew Brees looks one hundred and seven years old. Yeah, at this point, and it's too bad. You know, it's it was a it was a great career. It's a Hall of Fame career. Obviously, I've never been the biggest Brees fan, but I mean, I thought that was a touching moment with him and Brady after the game. The other, yeah, day. we watched that. I mean, it, it was funny. Um, I pointed it out. Um, and I've seen it before um, with players with the Bucks. Mike Allstott, you know, his last year was was famous for that. Last couple of years, actually, um, where you know, it, it was almost like I mean, the kids wanted to play, and they were playing in the end zone, throwing the ball. His, his daughter, his three boys, and a son and a daughter, and she was doing cartwheels, just which is exactly what my daughter would have done. <laughs> and then she pounded the crap out of one of her brothers. It was funny, but. Um, you know, but but it was but they were there a long time, like a long time, and I was like, mm, he must be waiting, and he was waiting for Tom Brady, and yeah. Brady finally got done with all his interviews, came walking out and stopped, and they had a long chat. There's a lot of respect there. I mean, they played against each other at Michigan and Purdue, right? Um, you know, I also thought it was cool. Like, uh, if it was my dad who just got beat, I wouldn't want anything to do with Brady. I'd be like, get out of here, right? But. You can tell the kids really thought Brady was it was cool hanging out with them, and that just shows you the type of parent I think Drew Brees. Yeah, is, they respect the they, game; they don't they take things personal. And, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. I mean, they were in for years. You know, they only they only played what six times or seven times, something like that, and they're because they were different conferences, so they didn't really meet each other very much. But yeah, it was it was neat, and you know, he threw the touchdown, and everything, and gave the big hug. Um, so I probably covered Drew Brees's last game. Now, let me ask you this, because I covered a number of people's, famous people's last games. Right. Okay. I was, it just, you know, like this makes me the reverse, uh, who is a character, uh, 
Forrest Gump. I'm like right. I'm like the reverse Forrest Gump. I'm, I'm at, you know how you have Forrest Gump was at the great moments of U.S. Right. history. I was right. at the worst moments of NFL history. That's kind of what I am. So Emmett Smith as a Cardinal. Yeah, I was there. Right. Brutal. Yeah. Brutal. Like what are you doing in Arizona? Couldn't play anymore. He, he didn't play very well that day, and I was there. <laughs> Bucks still lost to him. Um, covered Don Shula's last game. Wow. Playoff game at Buffalo. They got destroyed by the Bills. I was going to say they got destroyed, right? And it was 1995. Tom, that's the last time that the Bills have been in the playoffs. That's no, a, well, not in the playoffs. Won a, won a playoff game. Won a playoff game. Been in the AFC Championship. I right. Say. But the last time they won a playoff game. Wow. Wow. Crazy, right? Yeah, it is. You know, my, I'm trying to think if I, if I saw any. I think one of my more famous sort of end of the road was uh, I was covering the Lightning, and we were in New York at the Rangers, covering the, at Madison Square Garden. And the Rangers never practiced the day of the morning, like morning skate. Never had a morning skate? Never had a morning skate at Madison Square Garden. Rare, rarely did they back then. They would skate in Rye, which is a little ways outside the city, and it's where all the players lived in, in the suburbs. And then they would come in for the game because it was too hard for – players to come into Manhattan for the for like in the morning and then go back right, home and right. come back for the game. So but this day they did. They practiced at Madison Square Garden and uh and afterwards like very few people like there was very little media there. It was really weird. There was hardly any media. And there was probably about three weeks left in the season, something like that. Because nobody else wanted to drive into the right, city. Right, exactly, exactly. And so uh, Gretzky was there and there were rumors that Gretzky was done and this was going to be it. This was going to be his last year. So I'm st- I'm there and I, I wish I could remember which reporter was for the Tampa Tribune. I don't, I don't remember. I think it might've been Roy Cummings. Um, and John Delapina, who's now with the NHL, but at the time was with the New York daily news. And that was about it. There was like three or four of us there. Maybe a couple, maybe a TV guy, like a Paul, Paul Kennedy or somebody like that. And Gretzky was talking to finally and Delapina was listening to him talk. He's like, "So have you made a final decision?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, I think this is it. I think this will be it." Wait, and what? It, yeah, and it wasn't like completely stunning, but it was the first time he'd kind of said it out loud. And where, you, you were so you're going to break news right here nationally yeah. because. But here's the funny thing: it's like pre-internet, so oh was, yeah, so you, you don't know, get So work. it was like. Oh, yeah. Everybody Did will find out. Did you call the at boys at the Associated Press bulletin? No, <laughs> nobody. No, no, it was like, hey, everybody. Like Delapina turned. Everybody's like, everybody, shut up. <laughs> Nobody's gonna say a word here, right? We're gonna wait till the papers come out. <laughs> Our little. Because the last thing he wanted, like, was the New York Post or the New York Times to find out or whatever. You know. Well, the funny story, but Rick Peckham, who just retired, yeah, of course, you know, covered the Lightning. Rarely ever missed a morning skate, but just decided that day was tired or you know just slept in, didn't want to, to go there, and he was not there for that announcement. Oh, and, wow. And so since then, he's never missed a morning skate. Isn't that unless funny? Unless he I... you know, absolutely had to for something. but Yeah. Because it, you know, it, was, it was one of those, it was just going to be a routine morning, no big deal. I can skip this couple weeks left in the season, as you exactly. said. Exactly. And, yeah. I, and I only think half the range, it was like surprising that Kretzky was even there. And, wow, I didn't know the Rick Peckin part of that story. So. Yeah, he's told yeah. that with his retirement and stuff. That, uh, yeah, interesting. interesting. You know, it was one yeah. of those, you know, I missed that, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the, uh, it's the, yeah, that was the only, I'm trying to, re- and I've, you know, we've all seen players, like, sort of at the end of their careers. Um, but that one, yeah, Drew Brees, that, that'll be, uh, 
That'll be I think on that's my, his last. It's got to be his last game, right? I mean, he hasn't I said have yet. I believe but so. Was, yes, yes, yes. And you, you know, it, I mean, you never, right? You never say never. He wouldn't. He would admit to it. I think there's a general feeling. I, I can't imagine, first of all, that the Saints would sign up for that again, right? I mean, what they just saw. Right. Um, there's gonna. They're in bad salary cap position. They don't have a quarterback. I mean, Taysom Hill signed for one more year. Are you going to go with him? I also think that Sean Payton being the smartest guy in the room. Um, you know, and being eight and one with quarterbacks not named Drew Brees, I think he can't wait to tinker with that offense. Yeah, you know, I think he's excited about spread option and you know taking it to another level and doing different things. Now, they say that they would like you know that that, that their starter is in the building, which would be Jameis or Taysom, and I imagine they would like to have Jameis back, but they can't pay him. I, mean, I don't think he's going to work for free again, and. If you're Jameis Winston, is, what scenario would you come back to the Saints unless they guaranteed you you were the starter? Yeah, no scenario. Or at least you were starting Cause, out cause as the starter. Because this didn't work out the way I wanted it to. No. Because everything happened that was supposed to happen. Drew Brees got hurt. <laughs> right. You and you still didn't play. play you know? he, played, he came in the one game when Drew did go out uh, and finished it. Right. Wasn't spectacular or anything. And then they started Taysom Hill after that. But I'm looking for what would be a good – Landing spot. You know, I I've thought about this. Um, I came up with the perfect one because I don't think that there's a franchise that's going to say you're our guy. That's mm-hmm. it. You're our dude. You're it. We're gonna, you know, we want you. I I came up with Cincinnati Bengals. Thinking because that Burrow's not going to be ready. Tiger King not going to be ready for a long time. So you have your franchise quarterback. You're definitely not moving from Joe Burrow. Right. But he may not be even able to play next year, or if he can, December, no, late November, right? Mm-hmm. So you still want to continue to develop your program. We got a program here in Cincinnati. It's a bad team, though. Eh. No, I mean, well, you, yeah, no, they can... were they were the worst team in the league. That's how they got Joe Burrow, and he got sacked a ton, and that's right. how he got hurt. It is a bad team, but it's a starting job that you walk in and it's yours. Until you see Joe again a year from now, mm-hmm. I just don't know. There's a lot of jobs or a lot of teams that you say, "Yep, that, nope, that's the guy." Now you know. I mean, if Houston gets rid of Deshaun Watson and they don't have anybody, sure, you know. Um, what about New England. But, well, in a heartbeat, <clears throat> but they just had the Cam Newton experience. But Cam's Cam's done. Cam can't throw the ball. Cam, he's Cam done. Yeah, he's Cam's not James. James isn't done. I, no, I mean I could, yeah. I mean there there could be a place like that. Although I think that that uh, Belichick's more likely to draft a guy, you know, right? Kyle Trask or somebody, you know. I right. don't know. I think, um, uh, yeah, Cincinnati. I mean that's not bad. I mean he would play. He would definitely play there. Well, um, you not only play, you'd be the starter. Yeah, he'd be the starter. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he, I mean, he you would, need to go somewhere where you can play. You don't want to compete, and you don't want to be on the bench again. You don't want to be a number two. Right. And that, cause if you want to be a year two, sitting then, and you are a career backup, you yeah, know? right. And that'd be two years in a row. Cause that's right. what, for a minute there, I thought, well, Pittsburgh makes sense because Ben's probably got one more year and they go to James yeah. after that. But, but I'm with you on that. Like I, if I'm him, I don't want to wait to, I can play yeah. somewhere. I think he could have gone to Pittsburgh last year. Well, well unless someone signs him to a two year deal. Yeah. If you go to Pittsburgh on a two year deal, knowing you're the guy in waiting, knowing that a year from now you can, Play under, yeah, but then you're, but then you've been a backup for two straight seasons. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's I mean, interesting. I, Washington, uh, maybe Washington would be interested. I don't, I don't know how convinced they are that Heineke can play. Yeah, going no, forward. I don't think Taylor Heineke is your answer. I, mean, I don't think Alex so Smith is uh, he on might one fit leg. In there. And, 
Um, Detroit, if they move on from Stafford. Yeah. Okay. You just you just convinced me he'll find a job, and he probably. I think will. he will. I think he will. I, I'd give him a he, job. He's still one year removed from a five thousand yard season. Right. You know. I think New and getting back to New England. I don't know if you want to go here yet, Rick, but go. We can declare that 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 uh, divorce is over. <laughs> we know oh, who he, won that one, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Br- Brady got the house, the kids, <laughs> the the car, the boat, the vacation whatever. house, everything. Exactly. Yeah, the vacation home. Yeah, and alimony. Yeah. Yeah. The other guys living in a trailer down by the river. In a van down by the river. In a van. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. Um, and I'm not yeah. sure it's all his fault, but boy, Rick, that thing fell apart quickly. Did you see where um, this was on uh, the interweb, so it must be true, where Belichick's girlfriend was going back and forth about Brady winning and going to the championship game? She said, so, oh, come on. The defense did the, won the whole game. It wasn't him. Stop. Stop. <laughs> You're embarrassing yourself now. You know? I mean, come on. Well, I don't know. Is she wrong? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's wrong. Yeah, she's you know, wrong. I'll, tell, I'll tell you, Rick, it's a when it's amazing what's going on here. It really, truly is amazing. They've won thirteen out of eighteen games. The guys showed up and they've won thirteen out of eighteen games since we're he got sixty here. minutes from making NFL history with the first team to play a Super Bowl in their home stadium. Tom, throw out the first game too against the Saints. I know you can't do that, but I'm going to okay because mm-hmm. it's our podcast. Just, it's our want. podcast. Yeah, thirteen. They've won now won thirteen out of seventeen. Jeez. Since he's been here, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I mean, think about it. they're thirteen and five, right? Eleven and five during regular season. Two yeah, and they're thirteen and five. Mm-hmm. And thirteen and they've gone thirteen and five, and that first game I don't even count it. Thirteen and four, they've changed the complete culture. It's and as you always say, Rick, winning's your culture. Winning's your culture, and he is winning, and and that's what the culture has changed to. But he's he's left an imprint um, on a lot of those guys. There's no doubt about it. The funny thing is, is that I mean. You look at this this franchise has been around since 76. This is only the fourth, one, two, three, fourth time that they've been in, an, in a championship game, a league champion, a conference championship. Fourth. Ten more, and they'll, be, and they'll match Brady, right? If Brady was a franchise, he'd be the greatest, he'd be the greatest NFL team in the league. You know how right? hard it is to get to, an, to a championship game? You've got to make the playoffs. But and, if I I had a te- and then you've got to win a team, at least one playoff Yeah, game. if I had a team that went to 14 – championship games in 21 years and and went to 10 Super Bowls, right? Or 9 Super Bowls and yeah. won 6 of them? You call me what? The Pittsburgh Steelers? What would you and call me? And that's why and we'll get into the I'm sure we'll get into the Packers at some point over the next day or two. But this idea that oh, this is like when they play when Brady it's Brady and Rodgers, this is for the GOAT. This is for I'm stop. There is that decision's already been made. The, there be is one goat. show, but yeah, definitely. Yeah, we'll um, get into that tomorrow. But I want to get into that. But I, but I this do idea, think, but I do think done, his, his record's stupid. It's stupid. Nobody and, should win that much, but he does. No. He's a winner. And the and the thing is, Rick, this isn't Peyton Manning, where they're where the defense to no. Belichick's girlfriend's point, the defense isn't dragging no. Brady into the into the NFC Championship game. No, he is. Not. He looks like Tom Brady. I mean, yeah. he looks, looks more like, like he's him now than looked. he did beginning of the year. Right, and he's throwing the ball well. He's, I, I don't, I, I don't. He doesn't look forty three. This is as much has to do with him on the field, not just mm-hmm. culture, not just leadership, not just yelling at guys or whatever. Him being on the, doing what he does on the field, throwing the football, 
is as much a reason why they're going to where they're going. Let me ask you this. He had the 28-3 comeback in Atlanta just a few years ago. It wasn't that many years ago because I was right. there. And that forever will be, you know, I mean, not forever, but it will, you know, the greatest uh, comeback in Super Bowl history. Yeah. The overtime win, it's epic, right? Um, and yet, if he goes to a Super Bowl and, and somehow the confetti falls on his head, there's no question this will be – and he always said, like, what's your favorite Super Bowl? And he says the next one, right? Right. But there can't be any question in my mind that for all the great memories he had in New England, for all the great moments and, and you know, the first, there's only one first, and you, just all the things he did. And even when and after, you know, he was suspended, right? That that had to be – that was a 28-3. to That had to be glorious to have Goodell hand him the trophy. This would, to me, it have to be the sweetest one of his life. Absolutely. It would have to be. Absolutely. And I'm looking at – he doesn't think this way because th- he's just wired diff- differently. And I won't even say differently. I think most NFL players are like this. But when we can look at it from the outside, this season's already a smashing success as far to, as I'm To concerned. us. To not us. To I'm sure it's not to him. It's Super Bowl or bust for him and I'm right, sure for right. Arians and, and the rest of the team. And it's the way it should be. But, Rick, I got to think that deep, deep, deep down when he looks at this and said, okay – I'm going to put my reputation at stake. Mm-hmm. I'm going to leave the one place where I'm most comfortable with yeah. the coach who's the greatest living coach, greatest NFL coach, period. Mm-hmm. Go to a, a perennial loser, a la- basically a franchise that's been 13 years, at. no playoffs, right. Right, and a franchise that since 1976, with a, with a few exceptions, has basically been a joke. Synonymous you know? with lose The worst re- uh, winning percentage in North American sports. Right, I mean they're the they're the Detroit Lions, the Cleveland. I wrote that a couple of years ago. People they're the lost Washington. Their mind. They're the Washington Generals. What are you talking yeah, about? I know. And for him to to come here now, even okay, they make the playoffs. Okay, they're that people could always dismiss. Well, they had a bunch of playoff teams this year. They added a playoff team. They didn't even win their division. Oh, then they beat the Washington Football Team, which didn't which didn't even have a winning record. Yeah, they but could have then, dismissed all of that. Right. So if they gotten blown out last Sunday, you could look at it and say, okay, that was kind of a dis- disappointing. Way. It was fun for a while, but ultimately didn't work. We'll have to wait till next year. But to go into New Orleans, a place where you you know where you got blown out in the first game of the season, and then a team that destroyed you in the middle of the season, a team that won the division, and to win that game on the road mm-hmm. in the playoffs, that's it's validated everything as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, no, I would agree with you. I I I can't imagine him painting a better scenario, you know, than, than where he's at right now, you know, on Sunday by about six thirty, we may say, eh. <laughs> I mean, know, yeah, look, still they go a really up there. good season, but he didn't quite get there. You yeah, know, I mean, the they go up there and get, get handed, you know, 45 to 10. Yeah. If he gets, yeah, if he gets shellacked or something, it but won't even the, that like, well, I, there's perspective, but I mean, you know, anybody in Tampa Bay would say, wow, what a ride, you know, what a great, what a great season we haven't even, I mean, cause the playoffs are for the fans. And plus, let's be realistic here, fans or no fans, not many teams in NFL history go on the road three straight games to make it to the Super Bowl. Right. Right? The Giants did it when they actually beat Brady, who was at the time 17-0. and um, But but those those stories are pretty rare. Pretty rare to take this road, the road, the road less traveled. But if you're going to do it, this is the year to do it because you don't have this, you know, hysterical, you know, home field advantage with crowds and all that. You guys but, mentioned conference championships. Yeah. The, the 49ers and Steelers have been to 16. 
That's think about that. The Patriots have been to fifteen, which fourteen of those are Brady. Brady is fourteen, right? And, so he is, and the so Cowboys have been franchise, to fourteen. If he was a franchise, he'd be the great one of the greatest in NFL. He'd, he'd be tied right for now. third, tied with the Cowboys yeah. for third. And you, yeah. t- and you, I mean, look at the Pittsburgh, like being a Pittsburgh, you know, native. I mean, we're, that goes back to nineteen seventy-two. Nin- they've done that since nineteen seventy-two. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady was. Barely alive in 1970. Was he? When was he no, born? No, he was born he was. in 76. 43, so. Okay, so. Yeah. 76 or 77, one or two. So that's, I mean, think about that. It's ridiculous. And I yeah. get it. There were a lot of years they played in the AFC East and all this. And, you know, they, they it was almost like they had a buy into the first round anyway, or second round anyway. But, right. I mean, it's it's just remarkable. Rick, it's, it's I think when we look back at, it's at the history of Tampa Bay sports. And I know, you know, I know you win championships and that's what's mattered. This has been one of the most memorable. Well, remember this 2020 is greatest year. And I don't know how they could ever match it, to be honest with you. I don't think you'll see, first of all, you got one world championship with, with the lightning. Okay. You had a world series game six. All right. And they came damn close to, to winning the world series, but to go to the world series, Win the American League East, you know, all of that stuff. Win the American League, dramatic fashion. Beat the Yankees, beat Houston. Unbelievable year for a low-budget team like the Rays during the pandemic. Then the Bucks, if they make it to a Super Bowl, much less if they win one, I mean, come on. I, but, but, I, I mean, they, even – you're right. Like, the whole year's been amazing. But if I told you, like, three years ago, two years ago, a year ago, if I'd have told – before we knew about COVID, before we knew all – and I told you, hey, Lightning's going to win the Stanley Cup. You'd have been like, okay, yeah, I can see that. They're they're a contender, and by the way, the Rays are going to go to the World Series. Like, come eh, on, a little more surprising, but yeah. I believe that. But if I'd have told you a year ago, Rick, two years ago, five years ago, whatever, Tom Brady's going to end up in a Tampa Bay Buccaneers uniform. There's no way, and is going to and is going to bring all and you know who else is playing? Rob Gronkowski's going to be here. You know <laughs> right. who else is going to be? Antonio Brown's going to be here. Yeah, and yeah. they're going to go to, and they're going to go to the NFC Championship game. I would have said, okay, get whatever you're smoking, take it away because it's right. It's right. way too illegal. It's it's. It, I think it really will go down as one of the most amazing stories in Tampa Bay sports history. Twenty years, thirty years from now, people will still be talking about this season, no matter how it ends up. But and it's I may not still done be yet. It. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> it just it just keeps going, Tommy. Um, before we get out of here, uh, Steve, uh, we had some some sad news, you know. Uh, baseball, man. When you think about the last year, I know it's twenty twenty one now, but the the Hall of Famers that have died in baseball is just just overwhelming sometimes. But Don Sutton passed away, and uh, Steve said he was what, only seventy three years 75 old. Seventy five years old. Died. He had he'd been battling cancer for a couple of years and had okay. some other issues too. Um, yeah. He, I think he's. Last called baseball on a regular basis two years ago. I think he stopped in spring training. Was a 19. pretty good broadcaster after. Yeah, Steve, games. did you run across him at all? Yeah, no, what? I worked with him for a year in the booth yeah. in Atlanta. Um, just a, a great guy, uh, better analyst than he was play-by-play guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he would call play-by-play and never get excited, mm-hmm. even for the team you're calling. You know, you're calling like the Braves radio network. Um, I remember having a conversation with him. Jeff Francoeur was the. Uh, was a Braves player. Was from Atlanta. Frenchy was it? Yeah, he was a he was a you know phenom from seventh grade on in football and baseball in, in Georgia, and so you know he was a Braves prospect. And they called him up. It was right after the Fourth of July, right around the Fourth of July, and it's a doubleheader, and he's playing in the game two of the doubleheader. 
and Don's on the call in the seventh inning. After his first at bat, I think he he struck out or something, but seventh inning gets a home run to take the lead of the game. Local kid making his debut, and Don Sutton went nuts on the, the play-by-play call. The home, it was a great home run call. And I remember after the game going, Don, that was awesome. I wish you'd do that more often on the calls. He's like, well, you're supposed to be impartial. I'm like, no, you're not. You're on the Braves radio network. <laughs> <laughs> All that time. I said, well, I I mean, I said but you, cap- you captured that moment. It was such a huge moment that this phenom for years in Georgia – that fans have been following since middle Debuts. school and high school and that mm-hmm. makes his debut, hits a home run to take the lead against the Cubs and they end up winning that game. And it was, you know, and it was just a great call. And I, I loved getting into spirited debates with Don, uh, particularly about Pete Rose in the hall of fame. He was very much against that. Um, and mm-hmm. we would have some spirited debates. Pete Van Weeren would just sit back and laugh because <laughs> he and I would just go, we'd be at the bar after a game, like on the road somewhere and just, you know, going at it with each other and, and it, you know it was, it was a good spirited debate right um right. but don had uh he was uh very unique um he put a uh, wine chiller cellar in the booth that only he and i had keys to because he didn't trust anybody else <laughs> wow <laughs> so he could have wine, wine after the cellar? game <laughs> jeez no wonder you liked him yeah well He's like, I saw him pitch. Here's a key. Saw, you can't give this to anybody. Okay. I Thank saw him pitch a bunch, and mm-hmm. he and you talk about his like sort of unemotional. He was sort of un, an unemotional pitcher mm-hmm. too, kind of, you know, just very poised the whole time on the mind. Didn't get real excited, but he was struck a out horse. a ton of guys. One, he won three hundred, right? Oh, yeah, he was. Well, he's seventh all time in strikeouts and innings pitch. Do you realize in twenty of his twenty first or t- first twenty one seasons, he pitched two hundred or more innings every year. That's the only that's year crazy. he didn't was the strike shortened year in eighty one. He never missed a start to illness or injury. Period. How is that possible? How is it even possible in a career? Jeez. Unbelievable. Yeah, he, mostly yeah. with the Dodgers over that time. Yep. Pitched then, a little bit with the Brewers, right? Was in Astros, Brewers, A's, and Angels too. But yeah, you know what? I I think I've told you this, guys. I've been playing. So during COVID, we all like sort of try to find something to do to fill our times, especially those of us who kids are gone out of the house. Um, so I ordered the 1977 Stratomatic baseball season. I've been playing the 1977 Strato season wow. baseball. Solitaire. Star- I'm replaying the whole season. It's going to take me about five years. But the number, <laughs> seriously, the no- I'm about 300 games in. Every team's played like 20-some games. The number of guys, though, who were, who were on that, in that game who have passed away in the last it's year. Startling, huh? I mean, from... Joe Morgan to mm-hmm. Dick Allen to Lou Brock to Tom Seaver to Bob Watson to, yeah. I mean, I'm, there's a ton of other guys. Um, Jay Johnstone, I think, has passed away in the last year. It's just, it's amazing. Um, and it's, I guess it's just that we're, they're getting to that age now where they're getting to be their 70s and 80s. And, yeah. And, uh, 77, I'm guessing the next year Reggie Jackson had was the best player or hit the most home runs or won the World Series, whatever. He'd be probably pretty good in that Strato game, right? He's good. He's real good in mm-hmm. that Strato. Rod Carew, a hitting machine. No, I can't you get him out. Look at his card. He can't get him out. Can't yeah, get him good. out. He's got a bunt. He bunt for a single half the time. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But it's I'm having a blast with it. It's it's a good way to sort of get away from I remember. I'm old enough too. to remember when you guys used to do that at the Times all the time. You know what Dale I did? Proctor, I didn't play. Right? Yeah, but those guys like Don Banks was a big player in that league. They were in the Strato yeah. big time, right? Yeah, and they would play these. Uh, they would play these. They had like these fifty-six game seasons. It was like, and they took a National League team and an American League team and combined the rosters, and then they would go over to somebody's house, 
and uh, and play like a three game series. And I used to go just to watch and actually drink beer while they, if while they were playing. You know? God, that's worse than playing, Dom. I it felt is. bad until you said that you used to go to watch the. No, play. I used to go for the free beer. Is what it was. That's true. <laughs> wow. <laughs> hey, Patty, you're like that guy in the movie. This um... was pre Patty, clearly. Oh, okay. Because I was just wondering. <laughs> I was getting no thing. I, I hadn't like... even kissed a girl. You sounded at this like point. okay. You sounded a lot like you sounded like like the guy in Knocked Up. Well, all of a sudden he's gone, and she thinks he's cheating on her, yeah. and she finds out that he's doing, you know, his uh, his baseball draft, his fantasy baseball draft. Right. She goes, "What is this?" You see somebody walking in, going, "And so, are you playing? You're watching them do this?" <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, what we got going on at uh, Pointer dot well, uh, as we're taping this, we're getting ready for the inauguration. We're minutes uh, away, hours away. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and uh, hopefully peaceful. the, the uh, hopefully free peaceful. exchange, the uh, greatest tradition, right? The yeah, although this year power. completely completely different, completely weird. <laughs> you know, in terms of it'll twenty thousand national guardsmen standing yeah, by. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so that's it. Yeah, that's that's the big thing going on right now. So, all right, well, check out Tommy uh, when he's not talking about sports, as we always do. He's uh, at uh, pointer dot org, and uh, come back tomorrow. I got some more for you, man. Yeah, let's talk about the goat. Yeah, we'll do it. Well, if you didn't like that, uh, we're going to make it twice as nice, and Tom Jones will return and uh, hang out with us tomorrow to talk Bucks against the Packers. So for Steve Burstink, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 